Welcome to the fifth episode of Sin Nation. My name's Corey. Today we are with another member of the team, James. How you doing, James? Hello, Corey. I'm doing well. Anytime we get to talk about baseball is a good day. Yeah, so we've been we've done football uh, a couple times. We've done a couple of basketball, uh, but to me, I always think of the Andy Williams Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, I'm a huge baseball fan, as are you. Uh, really, most of us are. Uh, baseball is coming. Um, did you watch the World Baseball Classic? Uh, not all of it, but the end. Yeah. I, I watched the last couple. Yeah. I I thought it was perfect ending with Trout versus yes. Otani. You know, teammates. I just thought that was so cool. So, um, but yeah, baseball is coming, um, and we're we're pretty amped up. So, we're, we're going to be doing some baseball games, uh, and the first one we're doing today is uh, I'm my team's going to be the 1984 Detroit Tigers, my all-time you know team of my youth. Um, we it was funny I was talking to Drew because uh, we did a basketball one, and uh, he was like, "Well, I'll do the 2003 Michigan Michigan uh, basketball team or 1993. I'm sorry, okay, the Fab Five. And as we're talking, I said, when were you born? He goes, I was born that year. Nice. I was in high school. But it was funny because we were talking about doing hockey, and he, and he said, well, I'm going to do the 2002 uh, team. I, I said, okay, cool. He goes, you know, that's the team of my youth. I'm like, good Christ. Yeah, I, I was, was 28. You know? college by then. <laughs> I know. I'm like, team of my youth. Oh, Shut Drew. up. <laughs> to be young again. I know. I know. But. All right, so today we are doing the 84 Tigers, literally the team of my youth. I was nine, so I may classify as team of my youth. You are going with? The 2004 Boston Red Sox. It's a, a team that represents to me a, uh, a time in baseball where uh, things were kind of morphing into what we see today. Um, you know, when the 84, when the Tigers were good, I mean, those teams were largely built through the draft. There was some free agent movement, but it was not like what you see today. And uh, around 2000, I was I was a huge baseball fan and really into the draft, really into like these smaller market teams. And I was horrified by what the New York Yankees were doing. They they were. They kind of created the system that is in place now, but they were the evil empire. They, they were, <laughs> and I hated them so much, and I hated what they were doing to the sport. It just seemed so unfair to me. And they were all the other thing that just was my bad luck is they were just collecting all of my favorite players. And uh, I remember Jason Giambi when he was on the A's. I loved Jason Giambi. He hit, he was a biker. He was tatted up. He had this sweet long hair. He batted three thirty and hit like forty five home runs. He he was my favorite player. And when the Yankees signed him and he cut his hair, that was like the breaking point for me. I was so angry at, at but, that. Okay, pushback. The Red Sox signed Damon. Very fair. So you're I mean, right. they 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 also pilfered the, which so, started the money ball. Absolutely, did. And what I why I got so attached to the Red Sox is I felt like 
who was going to stand up to this bully? That mm-hmm. was George Steinbrenner. And I just jumped on board with the Red Sox that they were finally doing it. And they had enough of their own like homegrown players that they were kind of mimicking what the Yankees were doing, but on a much smaller scale. You know, they got David Ortiz, people forget this, from the Minnesota Twins in Rule 5. Right. Minnesota designated him for assignment, and the Red Sox... Well, he, he was a strikeout machine. He Yeah, and, and, and Minnesota's <laughs> in Minnesota. huge into their defense, so this mm-hmm. guy who is like a complete, you know, waste of a roster spot when it comes to defense... Well, they also had they. I mean, he was playing first base because he had no other position besides DH. Yeah, and you had Justin Morneau. I think even by two thousand four, he wasn't. He wasn't playing first base anymore. But but I'm saying, I mean, like you're talking about with Minnesota, they they had Justin Morneau right. who could hit and play defense. He was a very good. Or defender. you have David Ortiz who can hit but can't play much defense. Right. I mean, he was the prototypical DH. Yeah. So. I remember the fall of 2004 um, that, a, you know, the American League Championship Series once again came down to the Red Sox and the Yankees. And this is the year they came back. Yes. Yes, that was the three, year. Down they three, were down nothing. three games to none. And game four was on my birthday. And I was so into this and so upset that, like, friends and family were telling me, just don't watch game four. <laughs> I mean, even if they win, who cares? They're down three games to none. Nobody comes back from being down three games to none. It's your birthday. Just yeah, take a day off from it. Don't get invested. And I kind of agreed with that. I was, I was like, they're, they're making sense. But those were primetime games. It wasn't like a 1 o'clock Sunday day game. So, like... By the time, you know, it's like 8, 9 o'clock at night, you know, my birthday's kind of over. My birthday was on a Sunday that year, I remember. Yeah, what, what are you going to do after that? So, so I turned it on. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, the, uh, the Red Sox are losing. And I'm like, oh, of course they are. And it was like the I – st- I think I only just started watching in the bottom of the eighth. They were down 2-1. to one. And, you know, Mariano is on the mound coming on in the ninth. And I'm like, you know, they're down by one, but it's Mariano Rivera. They might as well be down by ten. It's not happening. And um, I can't think of the guy's name right now, but it's it's the current manager of the Dodgers was the leadoff hitter. Um, let's see. Well, as you're looking that up, yeah. um, did you? Did you Dave ever Roberts. It was Dave Roberts. Oh, okay, the Dodgers. So, But he was on the Red Sox. Right. No, okay. So, no, okay. Kevin Millar was the leadoff. Because okay. Dave Roberts then ran for Millar. So, have you ever seen the... That is what happened. Yeah. Good ha- call. Ha- have have you went. ever seen the documentary Four Nights in October? It's the 30 yes. for 30. Yes, I have so seen Kevin, that. So, my favorite is Kevin Millar. They're down 3 nothing, And he's going around at batting practice for game four. And he's like, put us away tonight. Beat us tonight. Because tomorrow... We've got Pedro, then we've got Schilling. Right. He goes, we could put and and he tells um, one of the um, columnists for Boston, uh, and he's like, we could put you in pitcher in Game Seven. He goes, we'll win because we we're in their heads. You got to put us home tonight. Yeah. Beat us tonight. So then they win, and I think is, so. So he works the walk from right. From, so it was. It was Kevin Millar, and then Dave, Dave Roberts, Roberts steals, steals second. second. 
Um, and I can't Bill remember. Bill Muller. Oh, wow, listen to you. You're better <laughs> at this than I am. He, yeah, he got a base hit, and it tied the game. And uh, the Red and the Sox, only reason I I know that is because Millar says in the documentary he says there was one person on this team that had Mariano Rivera's number, and it was Bill Muller. Wow. Okay. And he and they show he hit one right up the middle, and Roberts came around and scored and tied the game. Yeah. And then that went to extra innings, right? Yeah. The Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox won. That game in extra innings, and then, yeah, it was it was Pedro and Schilling were just unbelievably dominant, and that's the Schilling bloody sock. Yes, that bloody was. sock in New York that because was. he had surgery, he ruptured something. Yeah, it was he Achilles. Had sur- yeah, and they like basically stapled his Achilles. Yeah, to his bone, and and, he and like he's that. got the bloody sock. Yeah, and he pitched seven innings. Yeah, and shut him down. That was in New and York, and then. Then you've got Derek Lowe of Dearborn, Michigan. D. Lowe, yeah, that's right. Derek Lowe, and then uh, they they had the knuckleballer, uh, Tim Wakefield, Wakefield too. Yeah. But, I mean, that we're jumping ahead here. That's still, to me, is not that strong of a, of, of a pitching staff by today's standard. I mean, they had the big two aces. Uh, Derek Lowe was solid, for sure. Tim Wakefield was... I mean, there were times where that knuckleball was mm-hmm. not moving well, and he got hammered. Oh, yeah. They, if, if you – If it you, was a day where it wasn't on – It's sink or swim for knuckleballers. It, it was. You're either you're, – you're unhittable or you are just throwing up meatballs. For exactly. Me. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting when that matches up against the 84 Tigers because, in my mind, that's really, by World Series standards, not a very strong pitching staff. I mean, you have the two aces, but... Uh, so, okay, so let's talk about the Tigers real quick. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about the idea of um, free agency. Yes. And in 84, you're correct. Free agency was not big. Uh, their big free agent pickup was Daryl Evans. I remember that, because okay. he was old. He was old. Oh, yeah, he was older, uh, 37 at the time. Okay. Um, but he was coming off of kind of a down year. He wasn't... A little bit of a down year, and they picked him up from uh, he was he was from Atlanta. Play, picked him up from Atlanta, and they were like, "There's our first baseman." Then they make a trade with Philadelphia, and they trade, um, and they get Willie Hernandez, and they get Dave Bergman for Glenn Wilson, and at the time, one of my favorite players, John Wackenfuss, just because I thought the name was just fantastic. I thought he was a Sesame Street character, um, and that was our closer. We got our closer. Okay. Uh, Willie Hernandez was yeah. our closer because uh, before dominant. that we had uh, Aurelio Lopez, Senior Smoke, who was our closer. <laughs> That's right, Senior but he Smoke. was thirty-five years old. The thing is, though, back then, closers were not just for for the ninth inning. Correct, because I remember they they talk about you know Mariano Rivera. You know, one way that they got him was that he had to come in in the eighth inning in Game Four. To shut it down. So he was working on a four or five out right, save. Right. And they're like, oh, boy, that, that's, that somewhat did it. You had Willie Hernandez. He come he would come in the seventh. Yeah. He'd go seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And not only that, but not many really, not many closers are lefty. He was a lefty. Yeah. So you've got, so you've got him. You're starting pitching. You had Jack Morris, who was your ace. Yes. You had Dan Petrie, and you had Milt Wilcox, who was in his 30s. He was 34. He pitched for the Big Red Machine. 
Okay. In the seventies. Yeah. He was a, one of the starting yeah, pitchers. He was older. Yeah, with Johnny Bench was and all Tanana that. Was Tanana on that team? No, they traded okay. for Tanana later on. He was on the eighty seven team. Okay. Yeah, I think they got him in the eighty six. Okay. Um, so you also had Dave Rosma, who uh, who was like best friends with um, uh, Kirk Gibson, married married twin sisters. Who uh, yeah. in Gross Point? I did not know that. Um, and then you had—I mean, then you had a couple. You had uh, Doug Bear was a was a pitcher sometime. Uh, I don't know if he started though. I'm trying to look. Uh, but pitching wise, okay, here you go. You had oh Juan Berenguer. I'm sorry, Jack Morris, Dan Petrie, Milt Wilcox. Those are your big three. Mm-hmm. Juan Berenguer, who was he was a little he was a little bowling ball of a pitcher. He he got you good innings. He was 11 and 10 that year, 3.48 ERA. And then you had Dave Roseman, who's seven and six. But you got, I mean, Jack Morris, twenty nine, so he's in his prime. Dan Petrie is twenty five. He's you know getting closer to his prime. Milt Wilcox, thirty four, and they went nineteen and eleven, eighteen and eight, seventeen and eight. So I mean, they were pretty dominant. They were pretty good, you know, back then. Um, the thing is, their offense. I one of the things was Kirk Gibson was historically he was such a bad fielder before yeah. this. He was. He he was fat. I mean, he could run like a deer, but he also caught like a deer. Okay. He, he, you know, he, so I, re- I remember him taking pretty bad routes to balls yeah. in the outfield. But I remember one of the big stories that spring training was that Al Kaline kind of went down and just said, Kirk, you're mine. And he taught him how to play right field. And he had a he had a much improved. I, I'm not gonna say he was great, but he had a much improved um, defensive year. He was he ended up he hit uh, 282 Gibson 282. He had 27 home runs, 29 stolen bases. I mean he was he. I wouldn't say five tool because again he didn't have the glove, but yeah. he had a good arm. He could, but he, I mean, offensively, he could run, he could hit. Yeah, he's quite an athlete. So, they, this is the team started off 35 and 5. Uh, you had uh, Jack Morris before opening day in uh, Detroit. They were in Chicago. He threw the no hitter uh, against the White Sox. Couldn't be touched that day. Yeah. Um, you all, it was always, it was Whitaker and Trammell. Uh, you had yeah. then Gibson. So your one, two, three was Whitaker and Trammell and Gibson, and it always seemed like Whitaker was on base. Yeah, he just it always seemed like he was on base. Well, and that defense up the middle too is mm-hmm. way underrated. And Chet Lemon in center field that that was a huge center field in uh, Old Tiger Stadium. Four forty. <laughs> and up the middle, that defense with Lance Parrish mm-hmm. was. Well, I mean, you had you had Chet you had Chet Lemon, who they got from Chicago uh, the year before, or yeah, the year before. You had Larry Herndon, who was probably the he was the you know old man on the team, yeah, you know, minus Daryl Evans. He was the left fielder. He Tommy was one. Brookins was a heck of a defensive third baseman too. Well, and it's interesting because on here th- I'm looking at Baseball Reference. They've got as the starting third baseman, and I I always forget that he played for the Tigers. Howard Johnson. Really? It wasn't Tommy Brookins on that 84 team? Well, yeah, he was. He was in Tommy Brookins though, Tom Brookins played different positions. I see. He ended up he it was kind of between him and Marty Castillo. Okay. Marty Castillo would play um would play third base and by the end of the year it was either Brookins or Castillo. Um 
Castillo was a little more defensive. Uh, so, like, in the late innings, they put him in. Uh, Brookins, though, was, I mean, he was a solid. They, there are times they kept Brookins, you know, so he could play different positions. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was the one that would give, you know, uh, Whitaker a day off. Gotcha. If need be. Um, and then you had, you had a couple others. You had Rod Allen. Rod Allen, that's he was, right. He was on that. 814. He was on that team. Uh, my Johnny Grubb, who was he? He was the one person you look and you're like, that is not an athlete. He had big bifocal <laughs> glasses. He he was one that didn't have any. He didn't have any batting gloves. I mean, you're just like, they just picked him out of the stands. But he could hit. He was he was a pretty good hit. He ended up he hit 267. But I mean. Um, when he needed to, he he would get the big hit. He was thirty five, so he was a little older. Um, another one, one, and I think he he may be on one of the all time team names, Rusty Coons. Okay. And then they also picked up in a at the trade deadline. They picked up uh, Rupert Jones. Yeah, I remember that name. And uh, he became and his nickname was Rooftop Jones because he his first home run he hit over the roof or on the roof of Tiger Stadium, nice. which was a huge. Yeah. Huge thing. Yeah, I remember. So the, these guys were known as the wire to wire champions. They won 104 games. They were first yeah. day one to first. I mean, yeah. I think the closest that it was the Blue Jays, and I think the closest they ever got was maybe four games. Yeah. I mean, they just they they dominated. It was one of those where I mean, you start off 35 and five. I mean, your team's got. I mean, yeah. It. Statistically, it's... I, I don't know how you would lose it. Right. So... You'd have bad injuries. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, this was... This was, to me, one of the greatest teams, my yeah. belief. But, again, I'm partial. I'm a Tigers fan. Sure. And this was when I was a kid, so... I was in first grade. And I do remember watching the World Series with my parents. Um, I remember the last out. I'm almost positive Larry Herndon. Larry Herndon caught it. Out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I remember watching that. What, what was I? Six years old, probably. Six, seven years yeah. old. Yeah. 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 So, so that's who we got. So we're going to do the '84 Tigers against the 2004 yeah. Red Sox. And um, Let, you want to well, do some predictions before? Yeah. We so do what, it? what do you think? I was. That's what yeah. I was going to ask you. What, so, what do you think is going to happen here? You know, it's funny. Like going into this, you know, I, I started out saying that the Red Sox rotation just isn't going to be deep enough. But the Tigers rotation isn't certainly not that that deep either. Um, the Tigers, I feel like they they have a big defensive edge. Um, well, let's look at the aces. Jack Morris versus Pedro Martinez. I mean, you, you got to go with Pedro there. But, they're I mean, they're both lights Do out. You? I mean, Jack Morris winning his pitcher in the 80s. <sighs> that That is true. I mean, Pedro, his ERA and whip. Are, I mean, they're they're top five. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah. he did have some pretty major chokes in the postseason, specifically, which I'm not sure if this uh, simulator, like how, how much it takes things like that into account. But if you just throw a dart at a dartboard on like a Pedro start, mm-hmm. I mean, the number of times that he is one run or less is. In the top three, like ever, I'm pretty sure he he was. Un- and in 2004, he's still pretty prime Pedro. Right. Um, the three four hitters of 
you know, Manny and Poppy, uh, Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz, I still think that's one of the deadliest three, four hitters of all time. Oh, absolutely. The, I agree. When when he, you let on one of the two, you know, one or two hitters for the Red Sox and you had to face them with less than two outs, mm-hmm. one of them is almost always getting the RBI. You, you, that's just beyond murderous, having to pitch to both of them. And Manny Ramirez, I mean, I remember because he played in Cleveland first. Yeah, he and did. But, I mean... He was a hell of a hitter. It was one that was like, man. Unbelievable swing. So effortless. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, I don't think he tried. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. Um, so I do feel like when you look at these pitching staffs, they're somewhat even. So here's what we're going to do. You can pick. You can edit the lineups. Um, as you were talking, I, I had to change my lineup because they had, like, okay. they had Whitaker batting second. They had Howard Johnson playing batting first. Really? Had, yeah. You got, you got to go Whitaker and Trammell. That's two. what I did. I went through and I, I'm like, nope, this is what they're. So I'll tell you what my I did okay. with my roster. But you can change your roster. Here's your starting lineup. Okay. I put in for your pitcher, I put in Pedro Martinez yeah. against Jack Morris. I figured okay. that's our game one. That's got to be the aces. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're. I figured I'm going to go Morris. I'm going Petrie. I'm going Wilcox. And, yeah. You know. Um, so then you can go yeah, Martinez Pedro, and Schilling, and then I'd say Derek Lowe would probably be the number three. Okay, that's yeah. fine by me. All right, so here is your starting lineup batting first. And again, if you want to change anything or their orders, however you want to do it, uh, I'm thinking you're going to want to change shortstop uh, just looking at it here. But Johnny Damon, center field, number one. Yeah. Kevin Millar batting second, first base. I think Bill Miller, he had uh, Definitely a higher on-base percentage. Okay, you want him second? Yeah. All right. Um, you've got uh, Manny Ramirez third. Yeah, definitely. You've got... got to be Poppy fourth. Uh, David Ortiz fourth. Yeah. Jason Veritek fifth. Yep. Mark Bellhorn was sec- uh, Mark sixth. Mark Bellhorn. That was the guy. He had the two ear flaps. I remember. I think you got to go Kevin Millar six. Okay. We can do that. Switch that there. Uh, you've got then. Um, bu- 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 All right, then you got Gabe Kapler. Forgot about Gabe, Gabe Kapler. Kapler. Uh, he was a starter. That's what they have. No, right. no, hold on. They so they're wanna, they, they've they've got quick. they've got. I'm gonna. To me, that's right field. Trot Nixon was right field. Absolutely. So let's switch him out. We'll take out Gabe Kapler. We'll put Trot Nixon then. Um, and then here's where I say you're gonna have to change the shortstop. Shortstop they had Pokey Reese. Pokey Reese. But yeah, didn't but, they have but no, wait, wasn't Nomar on that team? They had Nomar. They also had Orlando Cabrera. Cabrera was the no. This was like Nomar. Nomar's like last year or second to last year. They and I think he got maybe. I think he maybe got hurt. Orlando Cabrera was the shortstop. Okay. They picked him up during okay. the season. So, but I'm allowed to plug in. You can Nomar? you can pl- you can plug in Nomar. Well, you want him hitting ninth? Go no, for it. No, let's put Nomar as the number two hitter. I mean, he, he had pretty good. On All right, base. so then I'm gonna move Bill Muller Mueller into ninth. Okay, that's fine. And get rid of Pokey. Reese. So Trot, All right. Trot so Nixon would be six. Uh, hold on. This is a fun game, by the way. I'm I'm enjoying this. So we've got oh okay so one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Let's see here. What's the lineup contains errors? Okay. Um. So we've got Johnny Damon. Oh, you know what? I got changed positions. That's why. I got two left fielders. So Trot Nixon's now in right field. All right. 
No, we should be good. There we go. All right, so Pedro Martinez is your starting pitcher. Johnny Damon, Nomar, Manny Ramirez, Big Poppy, Jason Veritek, Kevin Millar, Mark Bellhorn, Trot Nixon, Bill uh, Miller. Can, can we switch uh, Nixon with Bellhorn in the order? Oh, so seven and eight? Yeah. Sure, we can do that. All right, here's my roster for the Detroit Tigers, the Motor City Kitties. We've got Lou Whitaker batting first, Alan Trammell second, Kirk Gibson third, Lance Parrish batting fourth, Larry Herndon fifth, Dave Bergman sixth, Chet Lemon, Daryl Evans, and then Tom Brookins. Shouldn't Daryl Evans be higher in the order? I feel like his. I he, feel like yeah, he I mean, was, it, it would it would probably be switching between. It was he you he was either five or six. Okay. Um, and it's either between him or Dave Bergman. I'm just going to keep it as, I mean, okay. you're, you're not trading speed here. Gotcha. <laughs> They're both super slow. That's true. Um, I mean, really, if you look at Daryl Evans was always, he started off as the first baseman. DH, that's the one thing. Ortiz was always their DH. Yeah. For the Tigers, they didn't have a true DH. It was basically, I mean, there are games where you'd have John Grubb, you'd have Dave Bergman. I mean, they just, DH was kind of like, Meh. Yeah. You know, they, it was, I wouldn't say it's a throwaway, but they were like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. We're going to play the first game, Jack Morris against Pedro Martinez, 2004 Boston Red Sox, 1984 Detroit Tigers. Before we uh, get to the results, what do you think? Who do you, who do you take? You know, that, that lineup you just read for the Tigers is strong. Um, I feel like it would be the Tigers. Okay. So, in the first matchup, we play two out of three here. The first one, we've got the 2004 Boston Red Sox, six, Detroit Tigers, four. Wow. Six okay. to four. Okay. Um, ninth inning was, it was quite an inning, so we'll get to that. Okay. So what's cool about the uh, What If Sports simulation, especially for baseball, is they go through the whole, um, like, play-by-play. So we're just going to, so we're going to go through some things, some stats. Johnny Damon uh, was... He was one for three, um, but two walks. So that a Johnny he did Damon well there. Day. That's a Johnny Damon day, yeah. Um, Ortiz, 0 for 5. Wow. Four strikeouts. Okay. Um, all right. So we've got first inning. Tigers get on the board early. Gibson, solo home run. Uh, you had Whitaker popped out, trammel, ground out, Gibson, home run. So they're up one nothing. Second inning, Nixon. Uh, well, you get Jason Veritek gets a line drive single. Nixon gets a double. Veritek scores. Millar scores because uh, Millar looped a single in as well. So they're up two to one. And then you get into the third inning, and the Red Sox continue. They and uh, Veritek. It's a two run home run to center field. Now they say a line drive, two run homer to center field. That would never happen in, Detroit, in, <laughs> yeah. in Tiger Stadium. That would never happen. All right, so they're up four to one, and then uh, fifth inning, they're Millar solo homer left He's field. A day. It's really the bottom of the the bottom of the lineup. You know, Veritek, Millar, Nixon—they're okay. all kind of chipping in here. Um, all right, so five to one, and then the sixth inning happens. All right. And that is when Pedro, if he was going to show a chink in his armor, was always uh, 
later in the game. Right. Well, let's take, yeah, let's take before. Well, here. So first, so top of the ninth, you've got Johnny Damon strikes out, Garcia Power ground ball single, Ramirez grounds out, Ortiz shallow fly out. Um, the great Sid Manji comes in to, to pitch. And uh, Veritek walks, Millar walks, Garcia Power scores because it was bases loaded and Manji walks Millar. So they're up 6-1. Tigers then, they go on a little bit of a hitting spree, but again, too little, too late. Uh, Daryl Evans, ground ball single. Larry Herndon scores because he, he uh, walked. You then had Tom Brookins, base hit. Chet Lemon scores because Chet Lemon walked. And then Lou Whitaker, infield single. Daryl Evans scores. And then Alan Trammell grounds out to shortstop. But they had it. They they had first and second with two outs yeah. for Trammell. I mean, he could have been the hero here. Uh, so 6-4, 11 hits for the Red Sox, 8 hits for the Tigers. Pedro Martinez, 8 innings, 5 hits, 7 impressive. strikeouts. That's impressive. Uh, you've got Jack Morris, 6 innings, 8 hits, 3 strikeouts. Uh, pitch count, you've got 106 and 107, ERA, so you, they never, they could never get Willie Hernandez in. It was Aurelio Lopez and Sid Manji, and then Curtis Luskanik and Keith Folk got the save. Yeah, that Keith Folk was the closer. He was, he was a good closer. Yeah. So Martinez won. Martinez okay. won the right. won the day on that one. All okay. right. So you wanted to go then, Kirk Schilling. Yep. Oh, Bronson Arroyo was the other pitcher. Yeah, he was not good. <laughs> he was no, they were. He had the funkiest. He had those dreadlocks. It was like, yeah, dude, you're too white for well, dreadlocks. Well, he was also very scrawny. He was. Um, I mean, it's not when you look at his body. It's mm-hmm. just like not somebody that you would think could throw the ball 98 miles an hour. Right. All right. Same. Uh, same roster. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Same with me. Same roster. So we're not going to change the lineups. But Dan Petrie versus Kurt Schilling. Dan Petrie in '84 a 3.24. Kurt Schilling 3.26. Now, if you look at it, you'd say Austin's got the well with Schilling. With Schilling, I just say yeah. the pitching wise. I, I, those are two phenomenal I would say pitchers. I mean, when you when you say their their ERA, you know, I don't remember if what Petrie's strikeout numbers were. Schilling's it wasn't overly K high. K per nine was impressive. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. So Schilling versus Petrie. The 84 Tigers against the 2004 Boston Red Sox, and the Red Sox beat them again, 8-6. Okay. to six. okay. Um, You've got, so basically, I mean, Tigers again jump out to a 2-0 lead this time. Herndon uh, hits an RBI single, uh, Whitaker and Gibson score, but then Bill Muller hits an RBI single, Veritek and Trot Nixon score, so it's 2-2. And then... Manny Ramirez, home run. Uh, Bill Miller, base hit. Kevin Millar scores in the fourth. Johnny Damon, base hit. Nixon, about fourth inning is when it, the Tigers started taking on water. Uh, Red Sox go up six to two. And then, I mean, they're just Gibson, two-run homer. Parrish, solo homer. So they get to six to five after the after the five innings. But then you've got, and then you got Lemon hits a solo. So they, at the, after six, after six, you've got six to six. So let's see what happens here. Uh, they had six to six into the ninth inning, 
Did they finally did they get Willie Hernandez in? No. no. Well, see, that's why they blew it in the ninth. You got to put Willie in there. I yeah I, I okay I don't understand. Sparky would have. Yeah. Sparky would have. Yeah. This is not the George Sparky Anderson that I know right, and love. Right. Sid Manji enters the game to pitch. Sid Manji, the goat of Sim Nation baseball right now. Sid Manji, he. Uh, he hits a ground. He gives up a single to Garcia Parra, uh, and then Ortiz hits a two-run homer. Yeah. See, I would when you're evaluating this this series, I would say that the bullpen advantage is definitely for the Tigers. And Bill Muller had three RBIs. Yeah, that's good. He he was consistent. I mean, he was quiet, but he. You know, you need players like that sometimes. You, well, you he, need those consistent his on players. base was strong. He he almost won the batting title that year. His mm-hmm. batting average was close to three thirty, if I remember. He was a hit machine, and he got on for uh, Ramirez and Ortiz. So yeah. he had he had well over a hundred runs scored that year. Yep. Yeah, so it's with a heavy heart that I have to say that uh, the two thousand four Boston Red Sox defeats defeat the uh, nineteen eighty four Detroit Tigers. Two games to none, and uh, well, we'll see what happens in the second half of this series because I'm I feel sad. like <laughs> I feel like the pitching is going to shift when we get deeper in because I'm not impressed with the back end of the Red Sox uh, rotation. All right, well, let's. You want to so, try one more here? Yeah. All right. So let's see. You want Derek Lowe? Yeah. Derek and you take Wilcox. Okay, so Derek Lowe's ERA for that year, yeah, five point four two. Wow, that's insane. That's bad. He was the number Wilcox three was pitcher. Four. Milk Wilcox was straight four. Okay, yeah, that does not sound like a World Series matchup. All right, so here we go. Um, you got Wilcox against Derek Lowe. Good oh God, damn it! <laughs> Nine to six. Boston beats Tigers again, wow. nine to six. And here's the thing, Tiger. After one, Tigers are up five nothing. Wow. Did See, Sid, did, did this would not blow leads like no. that. No. Did this bastard Sid Manji? Yeah, Sid Manji pitched again. God damn it! <laughs> I, I hate this bastard. He actually had. He was. He he was. He did well. It was Aurelio Lopez, Senior Smoke. Milt Wilcox was nine point six four. He had Doug Bear who took the loss. One inning, he gave up a run. Has Willie Hernandez had an innings pitch? No, he hasn't pitched yet. Okay, well, that's, he hasn't pitched. That's not a great simulation. They, they, he needs to at least get a couple innings pitched. He, I mean, he wasn't established as a lights out closer in '84, but he was clearly the guy, was he not? He was MVP and Cy Young. He, he did it before Verlander did. He won the Cy Young and MVP in 1984? Yes, he did. Well, then why is the simulator I not pitching? do him? not because because they don't have a lead. I see. But I, I see. I'm, I'd be hard-pressed would, hard to say that Sparky Anderson would not throw him, even if they were tight, like, that that, six, the, like six the last game? one, 6-6 six, six game. Why would you not put your closer in a 6-6 six, six Thank game? Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll, let me see here. So seventh inning is the inning... They're down 6-5. Tigers are down 6-5 in 7. I think he'd put them in. I think he'd put them in. Yeah. Let me see real quick. How many wins did, did he have? 
That, that I think that's a key. Sure, because that lets you know if he's going in and he tie was games. nine and three. Yeah, so he's he had nine a wins. A lot of tie games then. He pitched eighty games. Yeah. How many innings? Well, I'd say that's definitely a missing variable. In yeah, the they, I'm they the one hundred forty innings for a closer. That's unheard yeah, of. That now. does not happen. I'd say average closer gets what sixty to eighty innings these days. Who was last year's top? I, um, um, I'm trying to think. Do, I, do I, like uh, Emmanuel Class A of the Indians. He's like the number one closer this year. Okay. I just I, I you've got <laughs> you've got the oh Guardians, not Indians. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Shame on you. All right, year-by-year year stats. Here we go. You've got... So, I, I just... I still... I cannot believe that they would have the... Here we go. Houston Astros from last year, their closer was Ryan Presley. Because I had him on my... Yeah. yeah. Ryan Presley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he was... He was, dan- he was three and three. Uh-huh. Here's the innings. Innings pitched. You had, you had Willie Hernandez, 140.1 innings. Ryan Presley, 48.1. That's craziness. I mean, that's baseball's different, of course, but good Christ. You're not going to th- – I mean, he was 9-3. You're not going to throw him in. What if sports – you dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. you yeah. got to throw Willie Hernandez. Yeah, I agree. He hasn't thrown once. I mean, if I was Willie, I'd be going ape. Yeah. I would be going to Roger Craig going, Senior, what's going on? Yeah, MVP. Y- you play the MVP. All right, well, you what? won You won 3 nothing. I mean. I guess so. You swept, you swept the series. It's, okay. It's disappointing, but again, I think it's a. Did Mariano ever win an MVP? I'm trying to think of any other closer, relief pitcher I, at to all. Be honest, I don't know. I. That's a great question. I, I do that's, not know. That is. I am surprised to hear you tell me that, and I, I guess I'm surprised I don't know that myself, except I was six years old. But a relief pitcher. Okay, so Riley. So okay, so 19. Here we go. 1980 ranking. So this is ranking all 10 seasons. This is from Bleacher Report. All 10 seasons of pitchers winning both MVP and Cy Young. So only 10 have done it. Justin Verlander's on that list. Raleigh Fingers in '81. It was a strike shortened season. Raleigh Fingers. Okay, then you've got Don Newcomb from 1956. He he was a pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers. You Sandy, have Sandy Koufax did it, didn't he? You would think Roger Clemens, 86. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Denny McLean, 68. Uh huh. Okay. Um, Willie Hernandez in 84. Wow. Uh, then you've got Dennis Eckersley. Okay, okay so, so he's a closer. Real, yep, that's There's a, a closer. 92. Okay. So, so far, Raleigh Fingers, he was a closer. Yeah. Dennis Eckersley. Uh, you've got Verlander, 2011. You've got Clayton Kershaw in 2014. Okay. Uh, Sandy Koufax in 63. Good okay. call on that. And then number one was Bob Gibson in 68. Bob Gibson. So, really. Nolan Ryan is not on that list. No. But 68, you had National League Cy Young MVP and Cy Young, yeah. Bob Gibson. Right. Cy Young and, Na- and American League MVP, Daniel McLean. Yeah, that's crazy. And they faced each other in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And who's the best pitcher in that World Series? 
was Mickey Lolish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That's right. All right. Well, hey, this was fun. Yeah, this I was fun. This. So hopefully, let's let's do it again sometime. Okay. Thanks for joining us uh, again. We've got an email, uh, podcast 4 at gmail.com. If you want to email us any uh, ideas, feel free. Also, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, rate review. Um, never thought I'd have to say that, but why not? Because <laughs> I know we're on Spotify and Apple. So, all right, talk to you soon, and uh, we'll be coming back. Uh, we're going to be doing, Mark and I will be doing uh, the, we're going to sim the national championship for basketball the night, the day before. Oh, that's, the day that's of. a so fun when we thing get, when do. we get back from spring break, spring break's coming. So uh, when we get back, Mark and I are going to do that. But we got hockey coming up. Drew's got some hockey he wants to do. You again, you're welcome to do anything you want. So just we'll, we'll get started here and uh, have a great day. Okay.